Kreusel. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcasts. I'm Stephen Hedges. At the end of August, I went to Pontadillais Cricket Club to witness a representative game between a select under-17 South Wales Junior Cricket League side and a Wales over-50s team. The match was part of the 50th anniversary celebrations for the South Wales Junior Cricket League. I managed to chat to Russell Davis, Ian Murphy, Ben Roberts and John Davis, who all have an important connection with the league. Their interviews will follow shortly. On the day, John was scorer, and so I had to catch him during the tea interval, which limited the time I had with him. But before all of that, let's hear Ben giving us a Welsh introduction to the league and its 50th anniversary year. Yeah, my test in Balchter in Evel Cadnair, dear cricket, he thusly pim dig mlanev, metrod the Ared Vardeni or Horayuers, he's not true either, he ware Schleiger, Craig Thomas. Ochledach a Robert Croft, or they want to create today Abbott Tower, and the way that Simon Jones, Amadani Pobelvel, Hannah, Hannah Lloyd, see the Dutrida Kenners, you are a team, many words like that. I can the way that I'm a cricket first class for the tie, Madani Pobelvel, and Aaron Donald, Owen Morgan, Lucas Carey, Dutrida. A fantastic Barthini Velkanrair. Basically, the canal a canal draws from the north. It quelled probably Vancouver and a and a finals. Nikalovnos finals. Lauren and club cricket punted the lights. A the Palmer quite Khaled and testing Barthini Vel. Quite a lot. We see the Guitha of Velkanrair. Equal a pobl ifan can joy o ar y criced ac yn sereni mewn y gemel ar fy nyn a gweld nhw ymlaen mlaen i ware yn teamoedd leol ac yn, ac yn bod yn asgwrn gefn y teamoedd fel bytau um, yn y egen ni degawd nesa egen mlaen ni degawd nesa a hefyd um, gweld nhw ymlaen mlaen i ware i Morganog neu Lloegr So we're here at uh, Ponte de Lice Cricket Club uh, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the South Wales Junior Cricket League. I've got three very upstanding gentlemen with me. Perhaps if you uh, uh, introduce yourselves one by one, gents, and tell us a little bit about your connection with the league to begin with. I'm Russell Davis. I'm the president of the South Wales Junior Cricket League and uh, I was lucky enough to play in the inaugural match between Swansea schools and Carmarthen schools 50 years ago when the leagues were amalgamated and 25 years ago I played in the 25th anniversary game and I'm back now as president to celebrate the 50th anniversary game. I'm Ian Murphy, I'm the chairman of the South Wales Junior Cricket League, I've been involved in the committee here for some 15 years or so forth and chairman for the last eight years and seen the league develop with more contests, more competitions throughout the years, over the years and uh, this, 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 last year and this year what we're particularly proud of is that we have a girls league now as well at 11s and 13s isn't it? So we um, are forecasting that that will grow incrementally in the next few years and we're preparing ourselves for that Ben? Yeah I'm Ben Roberts I'm the vice chairman of the junior league um, been involved with the league 
since 2010 as a committee member and took over as vice chairman in 2014 and in the league's safeguarding officer as well. Fond memories of playing in the league here uh, for the Pondalus junior section and I was asked uh, during one finals week uh, when I was a junior coordinator for Pontalice by uh, the late league legend Ian Hughes, why didn't you come and help us? We need some young blood, so the young blood now feels like old blood, but uh, I've been here since 2010 uh, helping out as a committee member and now a league official. As always, you were players before you were administrators. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your own memories of growing up as young cricketers and what was available for you at that time, maybe either before there were leagues or perhaps when the leagues began? Well, my, my recollections go back to the early 70s. I was lucky enough to play in uh, the adult teams from the age of 14. I played at Gorsain and that's my club, remains my club. I'm a proud life member there. The Cricket League in, in Swansea, the Swansea Junior Cricket League, was, was obviously a, a well-run league, but it was a small league. Uh, I, I know that when the league amalgamated, we started to travel to places that we wouldn't otherwise have played cricket in across Carmarthenshire. And so the number of games increased, and of course the, the standard of games increased, and I remember it being very important to, to me as a junior cricketer then to play a lot of cricket to a good standard. So that was the first memory that I have of it suddenly becoming from a small league to being a real opportunity in a much bigger league. And we played at uh, places like Davin and Lethley and, and, and all these places, whereas before we would really only, uh, to my recollection anyway, play maybe Gosainen, Ponte de Lais, up to Neath as far as that, but really that was it, and into Swansea, of course. And so it just became a much bigger opportunity in a bigger league. Ian, did you play junior cricket as a lad? Yeah, very similar. Morriston was my club. I was born and bred in Morriston. I uh, played schoolboys cricket and for Swansea schools and West Glam. Uh, but at that time, there wasn't really a junior league opportunity. You just went into senior cricket at a very early age, which uh, could have been daunting or... You learnt a lot very quickly by that experience, you know. So you went straight into... Uh, Have you got senior... any specific memories of those experiences where you were kind of launched into the senior oh, game? Oh, certainly, yes, yeah, certainly. You know, 13, 14-year-olds, you were chosen to play and uh, you became a man very, very quickly in those days. <laughs> I have a story that you might want to hear. Uh, my father sadly died when I was 14 and so only saw me playing uh, a year or two junior cricket. Fortunately, he, he saw me play in the Welsh under-16s team when I, was, when I was 14. But I remember on this ground playing with, uh, with the, the, the first team at Gosainen and playing in a cup competition. And in those days, they had somebody called Jeff Jones. Well, Jeff Jones is a legendary fast, quick bowler. In it, perhaps in his uh, older years when, when he played for Point de Lais on that occasion uh, but I can tell you as a 14 year old you were sharp enough and I remember the game so well not only because of the speed of Jeff Jones for which I was certainly not uh, very well equipped but I was literally not well equipped because my father ran on to the cricket pitch when I was batting and about to face Jeff Jones 
because my father realised that I'd forgotten my box. <laughs> but the, the advantage of the, of, of the league has been, as these guys have developed it over the years, is that the coaching has increased. The numbers of uh, youngsters, their opportunities to play the game has, of course, expanded to, to, to all recognition. It's an enormous league now. But the standard of coaching has, has come through, uh, and it, it's been tremendous just to watch it grow. I've not been involved myself uh, at all. It's these guys who, who've been d directly involved, and it's really to them that we should uh, give our thanks. Thank you, Russ. Ben, what about you as a junior cricketer? Oh, I, well, how long have you got? i got a few stories <laughs> I, could, I could relate to you. Oh, one or two would be good. I'll give, you two, I'll give you two stories now. I can remember... Um, as a 11-year-old, and you won't be allowed to do that now, 11-year-old, I used to come down here on a Saturday morning with a groundsman's uh, grandson and we'd help roll the wicket before the game. And if they were short, we'd always have a kit here. And I remember Hewara Smith, who was a bit of a club legend here in Pontellice, asked me, um, can you come and play for the thirds down in Fairwood? First game of senior cricket when I was 11. It was, it was a bit daunting and... Um, I uh, managed to block out the game, I batted 17 overs and had an 8 out to have a losing draw. And from that moment, really, I was, I was hooked in the game of cricket and thought, oh, this is exciting, even though sadly they've got away with the draws. And another memory is um, in 2002, um, being part of the Ponder side um, that contains some very good cricketers and sports stars, um, Alan Shingler, obviously Welsh Rugby International as well now. We, um, we won the South Wales Junior League and... Um, I remember the moment, uh, last league game of the season against Cowden, we had a lot of players unavailable. And we had a young 12-year-old by the name of James Harris, and he uh, played in that game. Uh, and at the age of 12, um, back in second, chasing 98, managed to get a 42 not out to win the game for us. Uh, and uh, you could even see from back then he was pretty special. And, and to be part of a team with some phenomenal cricketers, not myself included in that, I may have, but some phenomenal cricketers who've gone on to achieve some great things in local league cricket and obviously in first-class cricket like James Harris has. Just linking to James Harris, um, the league were, were able to organise uh, trips to Lords annually and the uh, winter indoor nets were used to select one or two from a number of different clubs and they uh, had the transport up to Lords sponsored by a local coach company and 40 or 50 lads and, and the fathers or, or mothers who were lucky enough and the girls towards the end were, were brought up to Lords by coach and they were uh, given the opportunity of having a, a proper tour of the Lords uh, cricket ground and then in the afternoon, they, they had the experience of being coached. And the reason that I mentioned uh, James Harris was that uh, I, was, I remember welcoming him there because I had some connections with, with the MCC. And I remember the day that they came up to Lords, and I was introducing uh, all of them and welcoming them to, to, to Lords and to the day. And it just so happened that James Harris was opening the bowling for Glamorgan against Middlesex that morning and James Harris got five wickets and so at lunchtime when I spoke to them all I was able to say to them that seven years previously James Harris had been on that very same trip and they had just watched him take five wickets at Lords for Glamorgan and it's, it's things like that and experiences like that that the league has been able to deliver over many many years I'm very proud to be president of it
project. Can I, can I just say then, I'm very proud of what Russ did for us then in those Lord's trips as well, because they went on for many, many years. And they're men now, not boys, and I still see a lot of them who went on those, those trips. And they still, they're unforgettable to them. They always say to me, remember that Lord's trip? And wasn't it wonderful? And so forth. So thank you, Russ, for organising them. Uh, you changed some people's lives due to those uh, trips. Well, perhaps can talk a little more of some of the, the success stories of the league, if you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a little while. Perhaps I wanted to talk a little bit more about the, the participation element and how important all of that is to engage local youngsters in competitive cricket from an early age. Ian, do you want to say a little bit about Oh, that I think us? it's very important, and the success of the league has been based on that. Um, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but you see us as a committee sometimes has been a bit draconian, the rules and regulations, but it's because those rules and regulations, we keep them stringently in force, that the league has been so successful on when games have to be played, on dates and the rules and so forth, and many clubs outside of our league are offered to join our league because we are so well managed and structured and give the uh, youngsters a fantastic competitive season that is meaningful and that's why the league has become so successful and we'd stick by that. And what are we talking about now in terms of numbers that are involved in the league? How many different clubs have sides? Yeah, I think it's, it's around the 35 mark where we've actually got affiliated clubs and the number of competitions has increased. I, I remember my age group um, in 1996 was the first year um, sorry 1997 was the first year of the under 11s league and since then um, the league's grown so we've now got uh, an under 9s competition uh, for boys and girls mixed and we've got uh, under 10s league we've got an under 11s girls league and under 11s mixed league We've got an under-13s girls' league, under-13s pairs, which is designed to give pupils, well, pupils, uh, children a chance who may not be confident enough to play when you're out, you know, normal rules of cricket. It still gives them a format so they can enjoy and participate in, and under-13s normal. And then we've got 15s, two competitions, again, a plate, which is designed for just two... Um, increase participation and for all and then we've got an under 15s league and we've also got an under 17s league as well so it is it's a jam-packed program i think the only night there's no fixtures is a friday night um so it, the, the league has evolved because when, when it first started i think there was an under 16s league and that's all we had so um and also since not directly with us as a league but all stars and dynamos has increased participation i think um whereas we were worried about five years ago that possibly numbers of the game was dwindling i think in junior cricket now the numbers are, are definitely leveled off if not starting to increase again which is is definitely as a result of the initiative set up by uh the ecb can I say something about the, the importance of, of, of the league? Because I, I, in my day, that great phrase, there was only under-16s cricket. And uh, I remember back, in, therefore, in the 70s, 74, 75, 76, I didn't play much junior cricket from the clubs. But what I played was junior cricket, of course, from the schools. And so we used to have... Uh, as I remember, a first year 11, a second year 11, third year 11, fourth year 11, and fifth year 11. But of course, all that is gone. 
you, you, there is no extracurricular cricket anymore, or very little. Uh, and had this league, or leagues like it ac- across the country, not developed and been so successful, that opportunity for youngsters would have been lost. And the, the, the league and the clubs involved in, in the league are doing a tremendous job and a responsible one in teaching youngsters the basics. That used to be done in schools. It's no longer uh, taught in schools. And so it's critical, as far as I'm concerned anyway, that that the junior leagues, and particularly this junior league, which I think is the biggest in in, in Britain, uses the the skills and coaching that that they have uh, as their resources to, to teach children from a very young age the basics and the enjoyment of the game the biggest problem from someone in an education background there is that you have the lack of cricket facilities is massive I know my school has got going that without the generosity of Cowden Cricket Club where we can use the uh, um, junior pitch where they were master turf we wouldn't play any cricket otherwise so um, that's the biggest obstruction is not having the facilities and uh, it is difficult, like all extracurricular things in schools now, rugby, football, it is difficult to get time off, but it's even more so with cricket, sadly, because of the lack of facilities. Sorry, You've already mentioned a couple of uh, very important names of individuals who've come through the junior leagues and gone on to progress to first-class cricket. Yeah. Are there any other success stories that you can point to in terms of those players that have gone on to do much greater things. Well, well, Robert yeah. must have come through. Robert yeah. Yeah. Robert, Robert Croft. Yeah. Robert Croft. Yeah. And Irene Donald was our latest uh, to go through, yeah. Um, no, after him you had... Um, oh, no, no, and Irene no, would be, yeah, would be yeah, the latest be, to go yeah. to play. Yeah. No, we've had many come through the ranks, and I think if you go back, though, you know, you, you'd have... Um, probably Robert Croft was the first one to go on and play test cricket, Greg Thomas as well, though Greg was never. Greg's older than Crofty. Greg uh, yeah, yeah. played Greg's test my cricket. Age. Greg's yeah. my age. I so played Greg would be the first. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Greg would be the first. And, and you've you've also had, don't forget, Simon Jones' legacy yeah. there. Um, and you know, looking now, Hannah Lloyd, um, Hannah Lloyd played for the England ladies' side, and she uh, played a junior cricket here at Bondalice. You've got also um, representing now. Um, uh, the Western Storm and uh, the Welsh Fire Ladies. You've got um, CT, as she's affectionately known, Claire, Claire Nicholas. She played in the Junior League for Davin. Yeah, yeah. And you've also got Alex Griffiths, who was involved. She would have played um, for Portalbert Juniors. And and the league was, before it was renamed the South Wales Junior League, it was known as the old West Morgan um, Schoolboy League. And that was changed to the South Wales Junior League because... Um, there's a, a lady from Podolis, Diane Williams. She was the first lady cricketer to play within the league, so it was renamed uh, after she started playing in the league. And, and there's been a strong tradition of girls playing, and, and, and girls' cricket seems to be on the up. Oh, yes, certainly. certainly there's there's a few other girls locally who have played now and are regularly playing for, for Wales, and, it, and it's fantastic to see. One of the issues that I think uh, affects all uh, local clubs is, is the transition from being a youngster into being a grown-up and the fear yeah, is yeah. Uh, maybe a fear that kind of cuts across all sports that you lose people in that process that 
kids who are active in, in their junior years just disappear from clubs and stop playing the game? It is very, very true. Um, myself, I've seen a lot of talented cricket players play until they're 16, 17 because the 20-over game is fast, yes. you know, It takes up very little of their time and they enjoy it. And for them then to move on to a 40 or 50 over game that takes up all your Saturday afternoons and most of the evenings, there is a lot of drop-off at that age due to the timeline of the uh, cricket afternoon. If, you, if, you, if you're looking at it, cricket's a unique game in the sense that a 13-year-old can play with a, a, a 70-year-old. You don't get many sports, no, no. apart from golf, possibly, where that is possible. In it. And this is only one of the few team sports that would happen. Um, and like Ian has said, you get naturally you get people who drop off and they possibly only play junior cricket to be with their friends. And then, you know, some up, but there's some then who start playing open age cricket on a Saturday from a very young age, and they really blossom through and they enjoy and they they become stalwarts for their clubs for years. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, another problem with cricket, and I think it's fair to say in all sports, the days of of multi talented sportsmen and playing in more than one sport you know going back to the days of Dennis Compton and you know most recently I can think of New Zealand Jeff Wilson played rugby and cricket one day international stuff for New Zealand the sad thing in, in sport now is that they make a lot of young sports stars or sporting people choose a career I can think of some Talented cricketers who were involved in the Osprey setup, or been involved in the Swans setup, and they've been stopped to play at 16. They can't play any Saturday cricket and seldom play. And I think that's sad because I think I'm a firm believer, and I'm definitely a firm believer, and the more sports they play, you know, the better they'd be at all. The multi sport, the skills you learn, they're beneficial to all sports. But of course, the grounding in a league like this from the age of nine means that they can come back. And, and we do see uh, a lot of guys who, 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 for whatever reason, go and pursue dreams in, in football or, or rugby or, or, or whatever sports, but they've got that grounding in cricket. And what they, what they learn in their leagues is the friendship and the camaraderie. I'm here now, whatever age, 60, 62 years of age. I'm coming back and I'm seeing guys who I met when I was 13, 14, and we just pick up now uh, and talk about the days then as if, as if I only saw them a week ago. And that's the great thing that, that, that cricket can give, and that's one of the great things that a league like this yeah, is able to bring to people's young people's lives. Classic example of us as fathers and sons playing out there today now, yeah, isn't it? Is, classic yeah. example. Two, yeah, yeah. Three sets of, well, two sets of fathers and sons. And who, who are they? Uh, well, one has sadly had to pull out because he, he hurt his, uh, split his web in his fingers on Saturday. The, the schedule would be two. There was supposed to be... Um, Rowan Evans and his lad, they both represent uh, Anis Tower and you had uh, Iwan Rees and Harley Rees from the Leslie Cricket Club they were due to play against each other today so uh, uh, I think uh, when you've got a you know, a household rivalry out in the cricket field. Even though it's a celebration, Matt, you're always going to get a bit tasty when there's a in-house battle as who does best on the day. I should take this opportunity, I'm sure, to, to, to thank Pontedice Cricket Club because not only have they obviously uh, supported us today, but they've been supporting the league for many, oh, many gosh. years. And it was the mention of Yayan, who, who of course I knew very well, 
that, that reminded me of that. Right? The finals days are always played here at Ponte de Lice, aren't they? And have been for many, many years. Uh, I'm looking at Ben now. I think it's 30 plus years. <laughs> I'm yeah, looking at Ben now and I'm just uh, getting him to nod his head to, to, to commit Ponte de Lice to support the South Wales Junior Cricket League, particularly the finals days, for the next 30 years. <laughs> I can't give you a guarantee for 30 years, but uh, for the foreseeable f- uh, future, we're delighted to uh, host the league and uh, we'll do everything we can to support the league. It's very much appreciated. Very, very much Thank appreciated. You. It's, we, we call it our home, really. I um, Perhaps fi- some final thoughts from all three of you. Um, there's a lot of unglamorous work that goes on as administrators a lot of meetings you attend and <laughs> a lot of time put in over the summer and perhaps even during the winter, the winter yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wondering what keeps, what is it that keeps you doing all of that what is it about opportunities to watch young cricketers develop is, is that a big part of it or what, what is it that kind of it is, it, it is and uh, this finals week, which became a finals fortnight or no more now because we've got so many competitions, is the uh, benefit of it all. Yes, you know, following the games through the season, and then seeing them all come here and uh, the memories they have the rest of their lives that they played in the finals of the particular age groups um, at Ponte de Les Cricket Club, and it's a great, great honour. For, for me, um, I, I was lucky enough to be given a life membership at Versailles, and, and I explained then how important junior cricket uh, what was to be and, and the foundation that it gave to me I, I'm somebody who, who moved uh, away to Liverpool to, to, to study and never came home because I played cricket in the Lancashire Leagues but it gave me uh, a, a, a gateway into so many connections in, in the work that, that I do, I'm a lawyer and also the people that I met in, in the new part of the world that I wasn't used to up in Lancashire and, and I remember um, starting out at Gosain and Cricket and all the people who, who, who were helpful to me and supported me, I owe a debt to them. And yeah, yeah I, I think if you, you know, we're all here today looking at the game between the Wales over 50s and the South Wales Junior League and the 17s team. There's 11 clubs represented here today. Um, and it's all about that. That's what, that's what you go to the Do Me October, November, December meetings to plan for the following season and when you see finals taking place in finals week out here and representative matches and see progression of cricketers who've come through the league, go through the senior leagues and become mainstays of that and then some progress further, likes of Owen Morgan, James Addison, Irene Donald, to name ones most recently, Lucas Carey. It's you know that's that's why we're here, and that's what we want to see is just to develop the development of cricket for our clubs and the development of individuals to go as far as they can in the game. Well, I want to thank all three of you for giving me a little bit of your time today, and um, perhaps just want to wish the league all the very best for um, perhaps not the end of this season, but for next season and the many many seasons to come. Thank you both. Thank you for your thank time. You. Thank, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. My name is John Davis, I'm the Secretary and Treasurer of the South Wales Junior Cricket League. I first joined the committee back in 1983, had a couple of breaks. I've served as Vice Chairman when the Secretary finished in 1985. I took over as the Secretary of 17 years. Prinny John, who'd been the only Treasurer of the League, stood down seven years ago and I ended up taking on the Treasurer's post as well. Okay. So multiple posts at <laughs> multiple different times. Yes. 
going back to your first involvement, can you remember much about the league then compared to what it's like now? Yeah, when I joined the committee in 1983, there was only like, three competitions at that time. When the league started initially in 1973, it was only one league in the 16s. And over the years, we've just expanded. And now we run competitions from under nine through to under 17s. It's an incredible expansion when you think about it. It is. What do you put that down to? How has that happened? Well, we've always had a hard working committee. Colin Roberts was the first secretary. He did the job for two years. But then Clive Thomas from Cladduck took over and he served the league for 30 years. And as we, the league expanded, Ian Hughes became assistant secretary and that's a post he was responsible for fixtures and he did that for nearly 30 years. They were unbelievable servants to the junior league. Unfortunately, both have now passed away. For you, how important is it that there's an emphasis on junior cricket uh, and combining both the involving of kids in playing the game and also giving them a competitive environment to play the game? Well, it's very important. With the introduction of tall stars and dynamos, it's very important that they've got somewhere to progress from there. And what's your club affiliations, John? Do you have any? I'm with Wellingvale Cricket Club, but I'm also the treasurer, secretary, and scorer. Do you ever but go I'm... home at all? <laughs> My wife died ten years ago, so really, cricket gave me an avenue. Something to um, keep you busy yes. and to keep your mind occupied, and uh... I've scored for. I just stood down this year from scoring for Wales women. I did that for 12 years. And I've seen young girls starting in this league. Alex Griffiths has gone to, gone to progress to play the Western Storm and Welsh Fire. I, I know we laugh about it and all your different kind of hats and so on. But there is something else that's much more important that's going on there, which is a love, a deep, deep abiding love of the game. Oh, yes. And where does that come from? Does that come from your own playing uh, career? You feel you want to give something back? or If you look at my Twitter profile, it says more ducks than runs <laughs> and more wides than wickets. I was never any good at the game. But I got involved with Darren Cricket Club back in 1983. I was in the police force and my chief inspector said, come up to Darwin and umpire for the seconds. And I did. Halfway through 1984, the assistant secretary Darwin resigned. I took on the assistant sex job. On 1985, the sec of Darwin at the time, John Phillips, passed away. So I ended up being sick of Davin within two years of joining the club. And then I served as assistant secretary of the South Wales Cricket Association. And I moved to Davin. I was living in Vellinvall. And I moved from Davin to Vellinvall in 1992. So I've told them that and the Junior League that I'm standing down, I'm retiring this year. 
thinking about the junior leagues, are there any particular statistics or any particular facts that you're most proud of that you that, that make you kind of most proud of somebody who's been involved well, in it for so I've long? En- I've enjoyed seeing the young cricketers from within the league, and it was a proud moment in St Helens a few years ago when Lucas Carey and Aaron Donald and Owen Morgan all played for Glamorgan in the county championship match in St Helens. And they were all boys who'd come, come through, through the leagues. No, Owen started with Llangenig, Lucas started here and then Aaron with Gosainen. Hopes for the future for, for these leagues? Do you see them continuing and growing? Did oh I yes. You know that it, we were the first league in Wales to start the girls' league last year at under 11s and under 13s, and there's already talk that next year we will have to form an under 15s girls' league. The girls girls cricket is thriving. And for you, John, what's the what's the future hold? <laughs> Good question. Le- <laughs> less jobs? <laughs> well, hopefully. I'm going to carry on scoring for the over 50s, which I really enjoy. There is talk of me going back to Cape Town next March. We've got unfinished business with the over 50s World Cup, which was cut short in 2020 because of Covid. So we'll see where we go from there. And that was cut short after two, after two and a half games. I mean, you must have seen and been involved with and watched so much cricket, amateur cricket, in the time you've been involved. Do you still enjoy turning out and watching a game like we've got today here, a representative game? Of course I do. Yeah. I like to be involved in a game. I can't just sit and watch cricket. If I'm not scoring then I'd be found somewhere in the corner with a camera in front of me, taking photos of the game. I was involved with Darwin in the late 1980s when there were overseas players in the league. Uncle Morgan Colts had a team in the league. I wasn't a big supporter of the Colts at the time because they were taking players away from clubs. One example was Colin Stevens, who played for Darwin, Went off had a trial with Worcester. He was offered the contract by Worcester, but Glamorgan got to hear about it. And he had to go and play for the Colts. And he went from bowling 15 overs every Saturday for Davin to bowling six or seven with the Colts. But looking back now, I've got to say that the best thing that Glamorgan had was the team in the Colts. Because a lot of those players went on to be the backbone of the success that Glamorgan had and I think they should try and get a team into the Premier League now I know that they've played this year they played in the Premier League Cup competition but another thing that I don't agree with was the ban on overseas players because the overseas players at the clubs They'd be there every night of the week. They'd be helping to coach the juniors. And it's to the detriment of cricket in the area at the moment that they've been banned. 
you've mentioned a few big names associated with the league already. Are there any other names, people you'd like to mention over the span of the time you've Well, obviously, our patron for years was the legend Bill Edwards. I can remember I was the 21st anniversary secretary and we had a dinner in Swansea University and Bill turned round and he said don't worry about a guest speaker I'll get you a guest speaker and I turned up at Swansea University at half past six on the day of the dinner there was no sign of Bill and there was no sign of a guest speaker then I heard Bill's booming voice coming up the stairs and then he came and he said you didn't think I'd let you down did you John and behind him was Sir Colin Cowdery <laughs> and Bill was very much involved with this this league at yes. its, in its early days its early years the, the under 16's league which is now the under 17's league they play for the Bill Edwards Cup the original cup which Bill presented had become tarnished and it, but we replaced it. Brinley John was treasurer for 44 years. You know, he'd, he spent over half his life as treasurer of the league. He came forward at the, the inaugural meeting where Jeff Jones was a member in the meeting, came forward as treasurer and when he finished as treasurer he was 88 he'd been treasurer for 44 years just remarkable service John thank you for your time I'm going to let you eat your tea <laughs> otherwise you'll never get a chance to do it alright thanks thank ever you so much. much for your time thank you cheers many thanks as always to all the participants in this episode in our next episode you can hear an interview with Australian cricketer and one of Glamorgan's most celebrated cricketers of recent times, Michael Hogan. He talks to us about his career in cricket, some of his successes in the English game, and the memories of Wales he'll carry back with him to Australia. So do join us again for this special episode, when we'll be hearing some more stories about the great game of cricket from the great country of Wales. Hi Val, bye for now. Oes gyda chi stori yw'r hanni gyda ni? Mae croeswch i gysylltu e-bosiwch mwcpod1921 at gmail.com neu ewch i'n tudalu'n Facebook Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcast neu i'n tudalu'n Twitter at Welsh Cricket Pod. Do you have a story you'd like to share with us? If so, please contact email mwcpod1921 at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page, Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcast, or our Twitter, at Welsh Cricket Pod. <laughs>